Hi everybody, it's Stefan Molyneux from Free Domain Radio. I hope that you're doing well. Thank you to the many people who wrote in uh, in amazement and wonder at my prediction that the bailout bill was going to be passed as soon as the congressmen and women got their pound of flesh. It's magic. I truly am psychic. It has nothing to do with philosophy. James Randi, give me my million dollars. So I wanted to talk about a few other issues related to the um, to this bailout, this financial crisis, and uh, in particular this vice presidential debate. Now. I only watched maybe 45 minutes of it. You see, I tried to guard my precious brain cells the way that a mother grizzly guards her cubs, and so I couldn't really make it too far into this mythological, blathering, <laughs> nonsensical, don't answer questions, uh, read from a pamphlet style of quote debating. Now, I was actually a debater in university. I came in seventh in Canada after my first year, and then I left to, to pursue acting. But um, it is uh, something that I have a little bit of experience in. I debated all over. Uh, Canada and um, uh, so I know a little bit about how it's supposed to work. This was nothing to do with a debate. This was uh, two people talking past each other, trying to uh, uh, sell stuff and provoke resentments within the American public. It had nothing to do with the debate. There was no definitions. There was no substantive uh, examination of ideas. So there's this stuff floating around the internet, which you may have heard. You know, is Sarah Palin a uh, a bimbo? And I think that's entirely unfair to uh, to Sarah Palin, and I think it's entirely unfair to the other people involved in the political process. Asking the question, is Sarah Palin a bimbo, to me, is pretty much the same as going to the, the Playboy Mansion and sitting down with the over-peroxided personal flotation device-enhanced women and saying, you know, I think that one over there, just that one over there, is a real bimbo. Uh, I think that's unfair uh, because, um, well, they're all bimbos. The idea that Joe Biden uh, or or George Bush or that uh, overquaffed poodle to rich women John Kerry are some sort of intellectual titans is completely ridiculous to me. I mean, it really is completely nonsensical. These people do not know how to reason from first principles. They do not know uh, anything about philosophy. They do not know anything about uh, economics fundamentally, or if they do, they hide it very well. They're all a bunch of bimbos. What is that old saying? Politics is I said, politics is showbiz for ugly people. But uh, the idea that we're going to differentiate Sarah, Sarah Palin for her lack of intelligence uh, versus uh, everyone else, I mean, come on, people. I mean, <laughs> they're all bimbos. So singling one of them out uh, just seems entirely unfair. It's like going to a, a convention of dwarves and saying, you know, that one is pretty short. So uh, the idea that we're going to just differentiate one of them over the other is kind of ridiculous. Um, and, and so you say, well, what is a bimbo? Well, a bimbo is somebody, uh, obviously, uh, sophistic style over substance, uh, you know, talking points, uh, you know, Joe Sixpacks, you bitches, uh, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, talking points, uh, manipulation, a manipulation of language, of symbols uh, as a preference to uh, logic, uh, cold hard reality, and so on. But... A bimbo is characterized fundamentally by an absolutely jaw-dropping confidence in their ability to order people around. This, this is really the fundamental aspect of what a bimbo is, and they show up in academics and they show up in politics. They don't just show up in religion, they are religion, but um, this idea that, I mean, the priest claims to know the mind of God, I mean, I have trouble understanding my own mind sometimes, and other people remain somewhat of a mystery at times, but the, the idea that I'm directly connected to some uh, um, uh, all-powerful, infinite intelligence, it takes a, it's just an astounding level of, of insane 
quote, confidence. It's delusions of grandeur, frankly, and philosophy uh, humbles you, right? So that, that's sort of one aspect. Just, I mean, the idea that somebody's going to get up and say, uh, who's been a beauty pageant queen and mayor of <laughs> Dogpile, Alaska, is going to come up and say, oh, yes, I know how $700 billion should be spent in a highly complex financial market. <laughs> I mean, it's really funny when you think about it. $700 billion, would you know how to spend $700 billion productively? I mean, it's clear that the people who were in charge of Wall Street didn't know how to do it very well. It's clear that the regulators, uh, who we assume are well-trained in economics, it's clear that the Fed uh, didn't know how to manage it. So with all of these experts completely unable to make productive investments within this coercive and brutalized environment of state control, it's fascist, right? I mean, it's, blame, it's, not, it's not a free market. The idea that, <laughs> that none of these people knew how to do something productive, but, um, you know, Miss <laughs> Boifoin, uh, up to uh, with the uh, with the Tina Fey glasses is going to ride in and uh, start uh, uh, doling out or handing out or oh no how it should be done right I know it's Paulson or other but know how it should be done and approve or disapprove of this plan uh, it's going to understand the financial ramifications involved in letting complex economic entities go bankrupt and the long term effects on the economy I mean, it's astounding that anybody would would stand up and make the claim to understand you know, uh, oh, I'm an expert on energy, right? Uh, I'm an expert on financial bailouts. I'm an expert on foreign relations. I'm an expert on uh, government. I'm an expert on uh, what should be done for the American people. I'm an expert on the effects of a wide variety of spending initiatives. I'm an I mean, It's completely ludicrous. It's completely insane. And of course, government is driven by these narcissistic people with these absolutely mad delusions of grandeur about that which they can grasp and productively put into practice. And um, there is, of course, this fantasy that there are these people out there. Right? If we understood that these people do not exist, that they're a bunch of bimbos uh, with wildly, uh, insanely, like mentally ill exaggerations or, or uh, extrapolations of their own abilities to understand and do things, if we understood that, that there would be no government. Government, frankly, is a fantasy that there are these super brain-spanning geniuses out there who can productively know how to spend $700 billion for the public good and know exactly how uh, problems like drug use and, and, and poverty and education and all of these things can be, um, can be dealt with. These people don't exist. They are a mythological fantasy that are the after effects of religion and, of course, bad parenting. But we have to get into that. And if people are, well, you know, but uh, Barack Obama, he's not a bimbo. Actually, he is. I mean, he's a himbo. And, uh, I mean, you could go on. And I just sort of pick one thing out of the paper that I was... I, I don't buy the paper, but I happened to pick this one up when I was getting some lunch. Um, <laughs> so uh, uh, this is from Toronto Star. This is from Monday about the financial crisis. Uh, Obama said, uh, <sighs> Obama in a statement said, when taxpayers are asked to take such an extraordinary step because of the irresponsibility of a relative few, it is not a cause for celebration. But this step is necessary. I mean, this is madness. I mean, it's just a manipulation of language. When taxpayers are asked to take such an extraordinary step. Asked? Did anyone ask you? Did you? Is there a checkbox that I'm not aware of? Is there a website about whether we approve of this bailout or not? But of course, he has to say ask, because if he says, well, we're going to hold, you know, I, I, my job is to uh, 
uh, my job is to bring uh, the wine and chocolate to the date where you get date raped by the Fed, right? I mean, he's not going to say that, that, that you have no choice. We're going to impose this against your will, against your preferences, because that would disarm this fantasy of hope and change, right? I mean, by the way, and I, maybe I'll do a little bit more on presidential politics if you're interested, but it really is amazing. The degree to which people think that the government is going to change based on who they vote in as president is the degree to which they accept that it's already fascistic, right? The whole checks and balances, congressmen, uh, senators, all of that stuff, the Supreme Court, the local courts, the state's rights down to the municipal. If the government is going to fundamentally change whether or not McCain or Obama get in, uh, if people really believe that, then they're saying, well, we already have a dictatorship where one man uh, can change the direction uh, of the country uh, based on his whim, right? So the degree to which you care about who gets into the White House is the degree to which you're already accepting that you're living in uh, an increasing dictatorship. The, the more you care about who gets in, the less uh, you should respect the, um, the fading freedoms. Well, you should respect your, the political system you live under, which is, of course, increasingly dictatorial. If one leader makes a difference, then we're already living in a quasi-dictatorship. So the last thing that I wanted to, uh, to mention about this is that, I mean, when you are a, a philosopher, when you really are committed to reason and evidence, the, the language, everything is religious. Everything is mythological. I mean, people might as well be talking about, you know, we're going to pray to Zeus to rescue the banks. It really is that fundamentally unreal. And I'll just give you a brief example of this. Maybe it will, let's check my time here. Maybe it will make some sense to you. We keep talking about this $700 billion bailout or trillion dollar bailout or whatever. And we say, well, the government is going to, uh, is going to spend uh, $700 billion to rescue the banks to do this. I mean, it's complete madness. It's complete madness. There is no $700 billion. They don't have $700 billion sitting around. There's no emergency fund. There's no break in case of uh, financial explosion. Uh, there is no $700 billion. They may as well say 700 elves riding on Pegasuses are going to flow through uh, the, the brain of Zeus to rescue these financial institutions. It's complete man. There is no 700. Keep talking about this $700 billion like it's real. I mean, <laughs> if I uh, print up uh, a PhD from Harvard, I don't get to go around saying I have a PhD from Harvard. I've just printed one, right? And, and in the same way, they don't get to say, in reality, that they have $700 billion to spend. They're just going to print it or they're going to borrow it. So there is no, but, but people keep saying this, right? And because they keep saying it, they try to, they sort of make it seem believable. Well, we have this $700 billion we're going to spend to buy these companies and oh, don't worry, the tax, taxpayer is going to get his money back, right? This is the government that is supposed to, is supposed to manage and control. This is the agency in social institution, supposed to manage and control these financial institutions. And what it calls a business plan is print up a whole bunch of monopoly money, hand it out like candy with no oversight and uh, and say to the people that they're stealing the money from, maybe we'll give you some back later if we really feel like it. I mean, can you imagine going to the bank with that? Saying, look, I'm going to counterfeit a whole bunch of money. I'm going to give you a whole bunch of this counterfeit money. Uh, and then maybe at some point I'll go get a job and give you some real money. Maybe, uh, if I feel like it. But uh, there's no, I don't want any contract. Oh, and by the way, if you don't give me uh, the House, uh, based on this, I'm going to uh, put you in jail. I mean, this this is how the government runs. And the idea that the government, with this kind of coercive thing, uh, this coercive approach is going to uh, deal with problems of voluntarism and the messes that earlier governments have created in the financial markets, it's completely insane. It's like saying, well, if the mafia takes over the United Way, 
boy, oh boy, will it ever solve the problems of overhead? <laughs> I mean, it's complete madness. So I just wanted to sort of touch on these uh, issues briefly and uh, uh, hope that uh, they help make some sense uh, out of the, the, the madness that is spoken in, in politics. I hope that you will try find and find ways of disengaging yourself from this, this fantasy of, of uh, government uh, and politics and voting and so on. It is a completely fascistic nightmare that uh, you can only sully yourself by getting involved in. Um, I guess, yeah, I mean, no, no, I, I'll come back. I'll come back to that later. Perhaps I'll do another one. I want to keep these pretty short. So thank you so much for watching. I really do appreciate it. And um, please drop by freedomainradio.com. Uh, coming out in a few days is my new free book, uh, How Not to Achieve Freedom, which uh, is more positive, I hope, than it sounds. And thank you so much for watching. Uh, I really do appreciate it. I will talk to you soon.